energy and metals fell yesterday on softer than expected Chinese growth numbers while wheat futures jumped as Russia dropped the crop deal yesterday. Now European markets were downbeat on Monday's trading session while the US stocks extended gains yesterday. So the focus now is on the US retail sales data and the big bank earnings today. So we will have a lot to talk about. So welcome. This is Swiss Coats Daily Market Talk. So this week started with unpleasant news relief. First, the Chinese growth numbers released on Monday disappointed at yesterday's weekly open and sent the metal, energy and European stock prices down. A barrel of American crude fell 1.72% on Monday and slipped below the $75 per barrel level and is now still consolidating below this level at the time I'm talking here this morning. And the European natural gas futures also continue trending lower following an upbeat mood and upbeat sentiment at the start of this summer, remember, and that was on expectation that the European nations would be refilling their reserves for winter and that would push prices prices higher but the disappointing growth numbers and the slowing economic activity especially the manufacturing activity in Europe in the eurozone certainly hammered that positive trend at the beginning of summer and the prices now remain under pressure and under downside pressure and that despite the recent spike that we saw in oil prices then wisdom trades industrial metals ETF also dropped nearly 2% at yesterday's trading session and Hermes slumped more than 4 percent below its 50-day moving average and toward its 100-day moving average yesterday on worries that the Chinese customers who were actually the reason number one why we saw the European luxury companies announcing juicy earnings in the past few quarters would not spend as much as they were supposed to. So yes, energy and French luxury goods and also the British FTSE 100 index which is full of energy and mining companies didn't react well to the news that the Chinese growth is not going well. Then Russia cancelled the grain deal yesterday which actually allowed the safe passage of around 33 million of crops from Ukraine via the Black Sea since last June and wheat futures jumped nearly 3.5% at yesterday's trading session as a result of it. Now while Russia had only half-heartedly agreed to sign a Turkish brokers deal last year, the latest explosion in the bridge between Russia and Crimea that iconic branch and the Western sanctions on Russia. They are taking it all on the Russian exports, especially the oil exports, actually brought Russia to drop the crop deal, turning all eyes toward the Turkish president Recep Tayyip Erdogan, who actually said yesterday that he will meet Vladimir Putin in August. But obviously, given the uh, urging situation, he will certainly call him before that. Now, there is one thing that could actually displease Russia though about Turks and that's the fact that uh, Mr. President Erdogan gave a green light for Sweden joining NATO just a couple of days ago and that could actually make another crop deal harder to be sealed by Turkey. So we will see if Mr. Erdogan could actually pull out another victory in the Black Sea regarding this crop trading because if not the Ukrainian crops will have to well, take a pricier detour to reach 
reach the international markets and the customers and that could also discourage some Ukrainian farmers to keep supply steady and they could lower their supply and lower supply could again boost wheat prices on international markets and add to the food price inflation worries that had just started easing this year. Now obviously the spike in wheat futures were the main talking subject yesterday but they remain short-lived for now and the prices are at pre-Ukrainian war levels right now, which is nearly half of where they went in the first few months of the Ukrainian war before last year's crop deal. But if another grain deal doesn't come along and see the daylight as you know, fast as possible, we could rapidly see wheat prices rally and spike again. But it doesn't seem to be a concern for the US equities for now, as despite the morose mood, morose sentiment in Asia and Europe yesterday, well, the S&P 500 advanced yet to another high since April 2022, as Nasdaq 100 index reached levels last seen at the start of last year. And to explain this further rise, a further rally in the U.S. stocks, well, we could actually look at the U.S. two-year yield, which consolidates near the 4.70% level these days on hope that the Federal Reserve's policy tightening cycle is soon going to be over. So it's quite amazing, actually, because even when the Federal Reserve is actually trying to keep the Federal Reserve doves away from the market by only and only talking about how they are linked to further increased interest rates in the U.S. by two more times this year, this tightening cycle, well, the market investors only discuss about when the Federal Reserve would actually start cutting the interest rates again. And although the expectation of the first Federal Reserve rate cut is now pushed back towards March next year from sometime by the end of this year, well, it doesn't really matter for investors. The only idea that it will come one day seems to be perfectly enough to support the equity rally that we see today. So, that 79% drop expected in the S&P 500 earnings this uh, earnings quarter is nothing compared to a chance that the US economy could actually avoid a hard landing following the Federal Reserve's steep interest rate hikes since last year. After all, the Federal Reserve's balance sheet only but only slowly drops as the Federal Reserve's reverse repo operations actually tank, which means that the Federal Reserve is keeping the market liquidity in a sweet spot still as the U.S. Treasury's general account is being refilled after the debt limit crisis that we saw earlier this year. And all that liquidity continues to be supportive of U.S. stock prices no matter how fast the Federal Reserve increases its interest rates because the interest rate hikes are mostly hitting the main street while Wall Street is doing just fine thanks to the ample liquidity. And there is even a job in the stock markets today that define the stock rally which actually doesn't sit on fundamentals and it is multiple expansion. So yes, multiple in multiple expansion is referring to the PE ratio, which extends for, well, no apparent reason as S&P 500 earnings are expected to take the biggest hit since 2020. So you can't really say that the S&P 500 company earnings expectations is what's driving the rally that we see since the end of last year. It rather seems to me that FOMO, so that fear of missing out the rally that was led by the AI stocks this year is doing the trick this year. And because the S&P 500 earnings expectations are 
are well, already weak, well, weak earnings, if they are not just weaker than expected by analysts, could not even solve the rally moving forward. Anyway, today, the Bank of America and Morgan Stanley and Lockheed Martin will be the next companies that will be releasing their latest quarterly earnings, while Bank of America and Morgan Stanley's investment branches may have taken a toll, while investors will be quite looking at how these banks or how well these banks benefited from the rising interest rates in the US. Lockheed Martin, on the other hand, will undoubtedly continue outperforming the market as the war in Ukraine and the geopolitical tensions around the world only keep rising these days and that obviously increases the defense budgets of the governments around the world. On the macroeconomic calendar today, while the US retail sales will be in focus of investors as the resilience of the US consumer spending so far is just another unexplainable headache in the Federal Federal Reserve's fight against inflation and the data could not surprise to the downside today. Now, according to Bank of America's card data, spending in the US in June was down by 0.2%, but not out. And official numbers due today are expected to show a slow improvement in retail sales data in the US. So a better than expected read could actually fuel inflation expectations in the US as one of the reasons explaining the US consumer strength is, well, the US jobs market resilience for a reason that we don't really understand and it could actually slow down the US dollar sell-off. But unless we see seriously strong retail sales data from the US today, any improvement will unlikely to turn the bearish winds in the US dollar around in the medium run. So this is all for today. I'm Ipek Özkardeşke and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful and supportive comments. I hope this episode of Market Talk has also been helpful and insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments your reactions and your questions below as usual and follow us on instagram on twitter and on linkedin for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments i will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading Music